Hold it. Just let me interrupt for a moment. Indulge me, please. This is Pat. I got to tell you about this, though. A few weeks ago, a terrific guy named Jay Zorick passed away. He was a very favorite person on our radio show, especially on Como, where he would call in from time to time to grace us with his signature character, Tenor Boy. So here, from the vault, is Jay Zorick, Tenor Boy. Here's a peculiar classic. One of the great talents, well, one of my uh, great uh, privileges, I should say, is to bring you some of the great talents that are out there, not just uh, in uh, in music like that, but but also those uh, folks who are dwelling among us here in the Northwest that uh, have uh, have a lot to offer, and you might not otherwise know that they are in our midst. And uh, certainly one of them is the incredibly talented man that we call Tenor Boy. And he is on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Tenor Boy. Oh, hi, Pat. How are you this morning? I'm swell. And you? Great, great. Thanks for asking. Sure, sure. Listen, you know, ever since I was little, I mm-hmm. wanted to become a big star. Yeah. And when I looked up the definition of a star in the dictionary, I realized I'd been one all along. Hmm. The definition of a star is a self-contained mass of gas. Yeah, that makes you feel pretty good, huh? Yeah. And, oh, by the way, today, Pat, I'm, I'm wearing my dancing pants. Your dancing pants? Yes, they're the ones with a lot of ballroom. Okay, let's move on now, tenor boy. Okay, the real reason I called, of course, is, is I have some more examples that uh, certain medical conditions, afflictions, and maladies that sound bad will almost always sound so much better when sung by an opera singer. Do tell. The first one is premature ejaculation. All right. Premature ejaculation. The second one is a two-for-one bonus. They don't they have any connection, but they just sounded good together. Okay. Obesity and gingivitis. Uh-huh. Obesity and gingivitis. They do go together. Don't they? Yeah. And, and actually, the next one is also a two-for-one bonus. It's anaphylactic shock. And tooth extraction. Anaphylactic shock and a tooth extraction. Play ball. There he is, Tenor Boy. For more classics like this, listen to Peculiar Podcast with Pat Cashman and Lisa Foster on iTunes and PeculiarPodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had taken his bodybuilding as far as he could. After winning a record seventh Mr. Olympia title, he retired. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. As a child, her ambition was to become a dancer. As good fortune would have it, she became a princess instead. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. (laughs) It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw!
dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. time. This is from the Lampoon uh, Vacation movie. Did you ever see that one? Chevy Chase? And yes. His family? Going to Wally World? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, this, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. This, song, this song is prominent in that those films. And, uh, and this could be a good summer for, uh, for heading out because uh, they, the prediction is now that summer gas prices are going to hit a six-year low. So exciting! Since it's two thousand nine. It's still under three dollars, which makes me very happy. It's just kind of nice. It but I don't go anywhere to really take advantage of it. I don't drive anywhere. It just makes me excited when I fill up my tank once a month. Yeah, well, that's good. Good for you. And I go through more than a tank a week, uh, maybe maybe a couple. So because uh, I live out in Hell's Half Acre, wherever I live, I live practically in Spokane. Yeah, that takes about that long to get downtown seattle from where i live so. it is a long haul yeah it is so uh, anyway they say that the uh, global oil prices have stabilized and uh so i it's always a mystery of how these gas prices go up or go down it, it never happens instantly it's based over a period of time but they think that it, beginning this month through september yeah it'd be about 245 a gallon something like that that's nice yeah compared to 359 a gallon last year so that's about a almost a third a drop. So having said all of that, are, is there a place that you have wanted to go? It doesn't have to be get on a plane and go somewhere because you do that all the time. Right. But here in our state, uh, for example, or in the greater Northwest, places that you have a hankering to go, now maybe more affordable. I would if it, if I didn't have to go by myself, but I want to go to... Well, grab somebody, tie them up, throw them in the trunk, and take them with you. I want to go to that place you told me about, um, the Okanagan yes. Drive. Yeah, you'd love it. You oh. said it was just phenomenally yeah. They've opened out of it. this world. They opened uh, the uh, that road. It usually wouldn't even open till May. So if I leave from here, where do I... Do I take 90? Do I take... What do I take? Let's see, let me think about near where you're. Well, you'll go up I five. You're closest to I five, so you'll go up I five, and then go to two, and then you go up to. Uh, there's different ways you can go, but you'll go up around near, near Mount Vernon there. Oh, all the way up there, like okay. and then you'll head down. And you'll go through Oso, for example, uh-huh. Daring, Darrington and Oso, right. and then you'll go up that way. I would like to do that. And you'll go up and do I might spectacular, and you want to stop a couple of times. I might There's take a, Quince with my dog Quince yeah. on a little road trip. It would be you nice. Get out of the car at the rest stop up near Diablo Lake. It's green water. It's spectacular. I'll show you a trip. I'll show you a picture okay. on my phone. It's what about you? Where would you? Where well, do you I'd go back drive? there again. I'd, I'd do you want to go that. with me? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I have lived. Yeah, I'll go with you. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll take a trailer. You can okay. you can be in the trailer, and we'll, I'll be in the car. All right. That's probably. I know it's best. illegal, but it's gonna, that's probably gonna best. Anyway. I had, we had to, we bought a cheap travel trailer a few years ago. I like your little trailer. It's cute. It's very um, it's Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball in the long, long trail. The except, long, except it's not long, long. Yeah, this is just a stubby little thing. It's a, called a canned ham. Yeah, it looks like a canned ham. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Kind of a poor substitute for a fresh one. How could you bake me a country ham, honey glazed with a side of yam? I leave it in till it's golden brown Pineapples all the way around I let the sweet smell fill the air 
serve it to me in my underwear. I'm tired of eating imitation spam. Or could you bank me a country hound? And uh, and it's old. It's it must be built in the '60s or something like that. But it's fun. It's cute, and we're fixing it up. And we don't use it very much, if at all. But we're always going to. Have you taken it out at all on a uh, trip? Yeah, one time we took it to a, a nearby lake, and it was very nearby. It was maybe 18 miles from our house. Yeah. Maybe not even that far. And it was called Flowing Lake. Still is. And it's a lovely campground and stuff. We pulled up, found a nice spot. you gotta, you got to reserve these spots nowadays. You know, you can't just head out. No, I know. It's, it's like a hotel. You have to... Speak. We brought our dogs, and we were found a nice spot and we were all set to go and then we got out and it started to rain and the dogs got all muddy and they were getting in kept getting in the trailer and we'd chase them out and oh so we were there about two hours Here's and then the we thing. pulled it and went all the way back home again Camping always sounds way more fun. Isn't that like, the truth? We're like, you know what we should do? Let's go camping. We'll go, the, and we'll just do the weekend, and we got tents and pillows, and we'll do the, I got a cooler, okay, good. And there's nothing and better hibachi. than okay, a that meal sounds, cooked over a fire. It'll be so much fun, and then a day into it, you're like, F this. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. And then they don't tell you about the mosquitoes. They don't tell you that, you know, I remember one time we went camping and we, we had a poison ivy. Pretty nice night's sleep. I'd get out, take the tent down, lift up the tent flap. There's a big snake coiled up. Yeah, it that always kind of sounds like a better idea than. Yeah. So why don't you just sell well, that think, trailer? I think some people, although trailer camp re- camping is a little bit better. Oh yeah, it's than a lot tent, better. Tent it's camping? No, yeah, that's not. Some people would say that's not even really camping. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's important that you get out, have blisters on your feet, uh, have multiple mosquito bites, so that you become one big mosquito bite. It, I don't get ca- mosquito bites. Do you? Camping shouldn't be unpleasant. The idea is that it's pleasant. There's not a unple- bee in the house. Yeah, there's a bee. I've been watching him. It's a wasp, actually. It's not either. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a hornet. It's, it's a, a black bee. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Are those good bees or bad bees? Uh, that particular bee is poisonous. I wouldn't be waving it around too it's much. A, it's, I've never yeah. seen a black bee before. Well, yeah. Should I kill it? No, don't be killing a black bee. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen. I mean, he's completely black. Like, is he a bumblebee? Do you think? Well, I don't know. He may have been making out with a fly or something. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. I didn't mean. I got distracted. I heard a buzzing. When you said mosquitoes, is right when I heard that. I, what I'm saying is that there are people that that have what it takes to be a camper. They like. They like a little bit of rugged conditions. They like. A little bit of dirt in their stew. They <laughs> they like that stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 more power to them. And Godspeed. But but camping's never been my thing. Even when we were kids, my parents a couple times in the summer they'd let us put up a tent in in the yard right next to our house, and we'd go out with the idea that we're going to spend the night. 
Well, we didn't really know how to rough it too much. We'd run these cords, these power cords, all the way across the lawn, out to the tent, hook up our little TV set, and we'd be watching TV out there. You know, we we could the same thing we were doing indoors. I mean, it wasn't exactly an outdoor experience yeah. in, of any kind, so it was ridiculous. So some people have it. Some people like to go on those, you know, the Pacific Trest, Crest Trail and hike for three months. Good. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. If I, I got, if I, I got to have my HBO. If I take that road trip that you're suggesting, I will be spending the night along the way in some nice hotels, if there are any there. Yeah. How long is that trip going to take me? Which trip? The one I'm going on the Okanagan thingy. Uh, it'll take you a better part of a couple hours. Got two and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe three. And then there's some so. nice places to stay once I'm there. Uh, well, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, they're more. Uh, they would be more rustic than perhaps you would be. <laughs> what does uh, that mean? There, there's some nicer. What do you think places. I am? I'm not like a high maintenance princess. Well, I think. Uh, does it have? A lock on the door? No, but there are those kind of places where they have... Here's their, Is it the kind where the door opens out to the parking lot? Mm, like a motel where you park in front of the door you're yeah, staying that's at? that's what a motel is. It's a place where you can park. No, but right I mean... next to your room. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't like those places. Well, There's too many horror movies made in places just like that for yeah. a reason. Yeah, that's those right. Those are bad places. Yeah. And you want to look. You want to go inside and take a look around first. Now, here's some things to look for, and it, which w- ostensibly w- you wouldn't think would be bad, just on the face of it. But there are things to look for. Like if they have, if there, if you look at the ceiling, and there's like um, stuff that's been dripping from the ceiling. No matter what color, m- muddy looking water. It doesn't matter the color. Just drip as drips of any Nothing color. Nothing dripping should be. No residue from dripping should be in the room. And look, especially if it's a one story building. Yeah, and look at the carpets. If the carpets oh. have a lot of. In addition to the carbon, uh, the carpet fibers. If there's a lot of other kinds of hair in the carpet, then that would be something to look at. Look under the bed. Oh no way! Yeah, look, I don't want to look under the bed. Well, if it, if it has never been cleaned under there, that's something else you could look for. Uh, I, I I don't know. It, it we've stayed in some absolute dives. Sometimes you have no choice. You it's either sleep in your car or sleep in this dive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, what are but, you but do? there's some nicer places over there, you know, okay. over there in the that area. So that's uh, what I'm going to do. Yeah, I yeah. will do that. I guarantee you'll you'll love it. You'll love the drive. It just go at a particular time of the year, like coming up in the spring when it's just green the mountain, and you won't believe how how well, tall the mountains are. How, gone now. how rugged and now I can't go. Jagged. It. No, no, no. Springs over. I can't no, do this this summer. Oh no, it's just beginning up there. It might spring might be well, well underway here, but it's, but the time we drop this podcast, it's going to be no, no, fall. No, 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 spring doesn't usually come until about August up there. So, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you'll be good, and then and then in the fall might be another time to go. October uh, when it's turning colors. Just okay, stunning. I might do. I might stunning. do that. Beautiful. So. Um, one of the things that uh, that I've done recently, and by the time this podcast drops, I think our season will be over, but I do a TV show with my son, Chris, called The 206. It's a local Seattle area show, runs on Channel 5. And um, do, do the date, the days and times. 
Uh, it's uh, runs Saturday, but really Sunday because it's it runs Saturday after Saturday Night Live, which ends at one uh, thirty in the morning. Is that right? No, it ends at one o five. Saturday Night Live does, so we come on at one o five Sunday morning, actually. But and you can, but you stream too, don't you? I mean, you can see all the old. It episodes. isn't streamed live, but you can see old episodes on YouTube. We have all those, and it also re-airs uh, Sunday at eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> on King. So if you could get a chance to see it then. But anyway, my point is that there are some bits, some sketches that we have been knocking around forever. And for me, if you have an idea for a sketch, you want to jump on it right away when it's fresh and when you think it's funny. Because the longer it sits around That's very true. It just isn't after a while you think, why did I think that was funny? Or you just lose enthusiasm for it or it doesn't seem as immediate anymore. And one that we've had for a while, and I still think we might have done uh, by now that you listen to this, had to do with the idea of uh, a surveillance crew that would be driving around like in a white van. Mm-hmm. And they had, you see these guys inside, and they've got recorders, video recorders, and there's binoculars, and, and they're, they're spying. They're surveilling something. Mm-hmm. And the upshot of it is that they are trying to catch people who are out with their pet dogs Mm -hmm. and the dog poops on the sidewalk or wherever and the people look right and left to see if anybody's watching and if there is nobody watching, they move on and don't pick up the dog. And then people burst out of the van and they bust them and they arrest them and all that. Yeah, it's very SWAT team-ish though. It seemed like an absurd, funny next step to the absurdity of this whole notion of people who try to you know, get by without picking up their, their dog crap. Now, I um, have two dogs, and I'll take them out for walks, and, or I'll go out running with them. And, uh, and you know, when you go to certain parks and places like that, they provide the little bags for you there. They're little dispensaries and things like that. And so most people are good about it. I try to be good about it. There are exceptions to that for, being good about it. For you or for yeah. just people in general? For me, in yeah. particular. What? Uh, when the poop comes out soft serve. Oh. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take that up in a bag. You can't do it. Well, it depends on the medium on which it's deposited. If it's in grass, you're right. It's impossible. Yeah. If it's in gravel, you can sort of grab the gravel yeah. or sand and sort of grab the sand yeah. or snow and yeah. kind of grab that. Uh, if it's in grass or on concrete, yeah. You have to make the call. You have to make the call. Can I do enough? There'll be still so much left that w- there's no point. And, you know, I try to get my... Do- Can you put like a rock on it yeah. or... Well, that's a good idea. Or something a leaf like or something. But a big, figure, big well, maple leaf. If we get a good hard rain here, it's not going to be <laughs> around anyway. So, But for the most part, I I think I'm a good citizen and I do pick it up. But I watch people... Who they that is the thing they will look around, anybody watching me? I don't see anybody, yeah, I think I can just amble right on here, yeah, or I've seen people that will do the fake like they 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 go down with the bag and they pretend like they're picking it up, and they look around and they deposit even deposit it in the wastebasket, but if you go to check, they didn't pick it up at all. do you check sometimes I do because I can tell when I'm being swindled, yeah. 
know, it's tough. Dogs swindle. don't have toilets. I mean, you yeah. know, it's 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 hard to they have to just poop on the earth. Yeah. And yeah, you got to you got to and there's times I've been out with Quince when I've completely forgotten to bring a bag. And what do you do? Just carry it around in your hand? No. No. You do the you have to fake. You do have to fake. I mean, it, it But some people are really you know, mad about it. Some people are absolute Nazis about the thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, we thought that that whole idea of a surveillance team that drives around neighborhoods and busts people was absurd enough not really not as it turns out there was a story uh, maybe you saw it a couple of weeks ago with i think it was even on the front page of the seattle uh times yes uh, (laughs) this is insane they are there are a number of apartments in seattle that have hired a company out of knoxville tennessee called biopet vet lab and they are providing poo prints testing kits to 26 different Seattle apartment and condo complexes around here um, that do DNA testing to identify the culprits who are not picking the dog poop up. Wow. That sounds absurd. It sounds absurd. expensive. It does. It Don't does you sound. think that sounds well, expensive? But what, listen. When you consider what the crime is, it does sound expensive. But listen. And if you have an apartment in downtown Seattle, you can probably afford a DNA poop kit. True enough. Because rents are pretty extravagant in downtown Seattle. The one-time fee is twenty nine ninety five for DNA testing. And that doesn't sound very expensive. And it seems like if actually. you have if you find poop out in the garden or along a walkway, that that's one thing. But they are apparently there are some apartment owners that are saying we're finding poop inside the elevators. <laughs> In the carpeted hallways oh my of our building, up on the roof. Don't they have cameras? Video cam- Wouldn't a video camera be cheaper? Yeah. This is ridiculous. I suppose so. Put a video camera up and find out who's pooping in the elevator. And here's the other thing. What if they do the DNA tasting and they find out it's Testing, la- not tasting. Testing. <laughs> That's another kind of test. Which is a lot less, more odious. What if they do the DNA testing? Mm. <laughs> yep, that's your dog, all right. Yep. And, and the report comes back and it says, well, uh, we're not sure how to tell you this, but we've determined that this is not of canine origins. It is actually your neighbor, Larry, pooping <laughs> in the elevator. Mm. Your neighbor, Larry? You know the one that loves <laughs> corn on the cob so much? It's him. It just seems like... Uh, a lot to go through. It seems it extreme. It does. But they, they're actually doing this. They said uh, one apartment owner said, we find one person five times in one week. We're finding them 100 bucks. That's over $500. Okay, but don't they have to get the DNA from the dog to yeah. match it? How do they do that? I don't want my dog DNA'd. Well, my, my wife was asking about that. And I think all you would need was uh, if you could just get a a hair from a dog, you could get a DNA match. Don't touch the hairs on my dog. I mean, your dog's leaving hair all over the place. We're just walking around. They probably could get it Yeah, but how would you match up if if there's a bunch of hair? Let's say there's 10 dogs in the apartment building, and you go downstairs and you get a bunch of dog hair. Still, how do you match up whose hair is whose dog? Well, I, I don't know. And you know what? In the article, they don't really go into that. But uh, they do say that it costs fifty nine ninety five to have the poop tested, and then fifty dollars is charged to the company. I thought you said it was twenty nine ninety five. When well, did, how did it go up thirty dollars? That, that's for a one time fee. Tenants have been paying that, but then it says the fines add up to fifty nine ninety five to have the poop tested. So the it's for the fine. 
It's Wait, is cost, this a self-imposed it, apartment fine or is it a... No, no, no. This is the fine. If you're the apartment owner, the apartment dweller right? with the dog, they're going to charge you fifty nine ninety five to have the poop tested and then 50 bucks will be charged for the hassle of the of, that the complex had to bother collecting the sample in the first place. Place so it's really a hundred and nine dollar fine. Is what you're going to hundred and nine ninety five. I don't understand how they can come to my apartment door and accuse me. I'm not paying them a hundred and nine dollars. Well, I guess then they can throw you out of your apartment and you'll have to. That's go to what I mean. So this is actually this is a statute in me from the apartment management. Yes, this isn't a law no. legal thing. No, it's not a legal thing. Well, what a dumb... One one study said the average dog poop weighs one-third of a pound. I don't need to and know that, that. Why do I need to know that? That, that dogs in the not Free County dog. region are responsible for 268,000 pounds of droppings a day. And it seems kind of humorous, I guess. To the rank and file, but if you were an apartment building owner and this was going on, guess who has to get stuck cleaning it up? You, the apartment building owner. And that would get annoying enough to the point that you'd say, What? I am going to get one of these kits. I'm going to start dunning these people. Why don't you just. Not allow animals in your apartment. Well, then you wouldn't get as many people signing up to have apartments. Oh, I doubt that. No, no, no. You would. You would. I doubt that. Greatly narrow your uh, your base. Uh, you, Pat, of potential. You there are far more no pets allowed dwellings for rent than there are pets allowed dwellings mm, for rent. I don't know about that. And therefore, if you have a pet, then you're going to default to those places. They do accept And pets. aren't they giving you a pet deposit anyway? So I'm already paying you to let my dog poop in the house. Well, I don't know. Pay, you have to pay like a, a pet deposit equal to like the first month's rent or so, a, a one month's rent that you only get back if it, the apartment's... Okay, but here's the thing. And this was actually an interesting story. There was a uh, the apartment complex that has different apartments in... All, all around the country, and I can't remember the name of it. It's been a while since I've, I've, I've talked about it. But this complex uh, had all told in all of the units they had around the, the country, they had a lot of apartment units, and they were finding that they were losing a million dollars a month. On uh, what? On pet deposits, because people would lie about having pets. They would spirit their little dog into the house. Yeah. And they, wouldn't, they wouldn't own up to it when right. they first rented the place. Sure. And and they knew. Then the, it's hard. Then, then the people move out and they see all this dog and pet damage. And they said, crap, these people said they didn't have a dog. Now we're stuck. We have to fix, repair all this stuff. Right. So the, they, the story goes, and this might be apocryphal, but I love the story. They had a big meeting. So the, the meeting of the company, and they had each apartment manager... Uh, in all the different complexes that, of all the cities and places that they had these things. And they had a general uh, company meeting. And that topic came up and they said, we're losing millions of dollars in pet deposits every year what, uh, because people won't tell the truth about whether they have a pet in there or not. 
especially dogs, what are we going to do? And so people, you know, no, nobody had any ideas. And then one hand apparently goes up in the back of the room. And a guy stands up and says, well, I got an idea, something I tried, and I, I get all my pet deposits. Let's assume he talked like that. And he said, really, what do you do? And, and every head turns to listen to the guy. And he says, I got me one of these. And he holds up like a $15 dog whistle. And what he would do, he would walk around (laughs) the apartment complex, up and down the hallways, blowing the dog whistle. And dogs don't like it, and they start barking. Right. And he would hear, oh, there's a barking noise coming from this apartment that told me they didn't have a pet. That's right. And so he wound up collecting, making up a lot of the pet deposits that he'd... So everybody in the company then has issued a dog whistle. Right. It was such an inexpensive solution (laughs) to a problem that's going to save them millions of dollars, so... Quince but people, people love their pets, and they're going to lie for Quince them. Quince wouldn't get it, give it, give himself away though, because he doesn't bark. Well, he, he might, doesn't. he might if he heard a piercing dog whistle, painful enough that he might yeah. make it, make a noise. Maybe that's all right. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's uh, interesting stuff. <clears throat> but uh, this DNA testing, I just thought, man, I, we thought that our little bit was absurd enough, but real life is always more absurd than anything you can think of. That's right. Um, I have a quick question here in our remaining minutes. Did you ever put up a fort uh, yes. when you were a kid? Yes. What was your What were your forts made out of? Were they made out of wood? Did you make them out of cardboard? Well, we, there are different kinds of forts. Some can be, uh, you know, stringing blankets between two pieces of furniture kind of in, a indoor, indoor fort. fort no i mean like an outdoor fort where oh, yeah. you know your your family your parents didn't know this is your secret fort and that sort of thing yeah we did because we lived in a house that we bordered a wooded area a substantial wooded area uh, and and it was that way throughout our entire childhood we were just very lucky because this was valuable property but mm-hmm. nobody built on it uh, th- there are houses there now when you go back to see where I grew up. But then we just had woods. So we'd go out in the woods. The forts could be in the crook of a of a tree stump. They could be between a, a big pile of big boulders that almost formed a little cave inside. And we'd dig it out so it was even right. more forty in there. <laughs> uh, never built a tree fort per se, but we'd have lots of little dwellings made. And, and sometimes you'd use rotting lumber and boards and yeah. almost kind of a lean-to sort of thing. My dad one time, God love him, he built this really cool fort for us. It was like a little A-frame fort. And and one side of the A-frame, he put some sort of a slick board on it so it formed like a slide. And so you could slide down the fort and land into a big sand pit that he had built. That's nice. And it, it was very ornate, very cool. We never used it. Oh, kids don't want you to build them a fort. They want to build, they want their to own build it forts. themselves. Yeah. Well, did you hear about the story out of Utah? This happened a few weeks ago um, about a cease and desist for a family who actually had a cardboard. This actually was cool that they took these big giant cardboard like refrigerator boxes or TV boxes. Oh, yeah, those make great forts. Great forts. So this guy helped his two and three year old build this great cardboard giant cardboard fort in the front yard by the way another truism is that if you buy your kid a toy that comes in a great big box you might as well throw the toy away that's right they will play with the boxes are cool yeah they are they love love them little boxes 
boots on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. There's a pink one and a green one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. My niece, who was, when she was six-year-old, built a car out of a big box. And she had headlights on it and a trunk, and she was somehow attached wheels to it. She had a ball making this stupid... And then, of course, she left it out in the rain. And, and got, I went... It got totaled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go after that. And they're all made out of ticky-tacky, and they all look just the same. So... This guy builds, gets this cease and desist letter from the county saying, uh, you have 14 days to take this fort down in the front yard. And people are outraged and they're like, just, you can't, that's a kid's fort. And, and the argument from the county is that there is an ordinance that says no junk or waste material is to be left, displayed. Mm-hmm. Um, a covenant sort of thing in the front in the front yard. Yeah. Uh, in fact, another guy in that same area got a cease and desist because he had his car up on his front lawn, working on it for a couple of days because it wasn't running. So I, I see all these people are very upset. You know, the government's evil and it's just a kid's Ford and what does it harm? And I I kept wanting to take that side. I really did because I like kids. Sometimes. And I like forts. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But in my mind, I just thought, too bad. It's too bad. You, It's it's the law. You can't. And now he's being all, you know, well, I'm going to add all. I have 14 days and it's not coming down to the 14th day. I'm going to make it as gaudy as possible. And just sort of pushing back at the government and yeah. being kind of an ass about it. Yeah, it's kind of a classic uh, situation for sure. But what do you think? Because I want to decide with all the people saying, oh, these poor kids, they're angels and they're not hurting anybody. And it's just cardboard and who cares? To And I'm thinking, well, it does matter. I don't want a big cardboard thing on the street on the house next to me i don't know am well, i'm I being assuming too... that i'm assuming that these people do not have a backyard am, am, well who uh, doesn't matter option yeah maybe they don't i don't know maybe they have more room in the front yard who knows yeah well i i saw i passed by a house the other day and they had this to me it looked hilarious because you know you, you've seen those people that have uh, trampolines for their kids yes and sometimes and they're, they're out in the front yard yeah they can be out in the front yard but this this place had a trampoline that what, I'd never seen a trampoline so small. It was. It could not have been. It could not have been two and a half feet uh, radius. Uh, you know, diameter. It, it just, just. It was so tiny. Yeah, but, but it had the wall. You know, the walls on it. Like, oh, so you don't so, fall out. So you don't, don't bounce out. out. And I think who's going to use that? A hamster. <laughs> it was just. It was very incongruous looking. I thought it was very funny. But then I looked around behind the house, and there was no backyard. It was a parking lot back there. So maybe these people with the cardboard fort had no option. But otherwise, I think, yeah, put it in the backyard. We don't need it out in front. I don't know. This guy doesn't say... Um, well, the, the, the taken, de- taken to its more logical extreme, uh, you and you go to my house all the time when we do these podcasts, you you know there's one, that one house that is not very far down from us yep. that is an absolute... It looks like a, a city dump would be embarrassed to be... Right. Around a place like this. They've got junk all over the place. There's rusting cars right. everywhere. There's 
just crap everywhere. It's just a disaster. Which goes against, and I remember defending that house, saying it's their property. They can do what they want. And so this is why I'm struggling with... But then it affects your property. Let's say you want to sell your house. I agree. And people... This is the prologue coming to your house. Oh, my God. Look at that. I know. We don't want to live up here, Marv. I know. I know. That's the second time I've used Marv in this podcast, I I believe. So I guess I'm going away from Larry. Yeah. Sorry, Larry. (laughs) But I think Marvin Marvin is better if you use that. Marvin. My uh, father-in-law was named Marvin, so get that. But but that's the point. I mean, you you do not live in a a bubble. You affect other people, Their, their property... Their aesthetics, all of that. If, if it was just you and you were the only person on this planet, then fine. You could do whatever you want. Yeah, I know. I'm, but I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah, now. it's a pretty big cardboard box. Yeah. But um, here's I, I, the thing. It's I, not I, like it's a permanent structure. Just So part of me is like, well, unfortunately, that stupid law exists, and you got to follow the law. I'm just one of those people that, you know, I know it sucks. you got to follow the law. I don't want to pay taxes, but I have to follow the law. Well, people like People like laws until it becomes inconvenient for them. It's like, you know, people think things are funny until it's all of a sudden about them, and then it ain't funny anymore. (laughs) No, I actually think it's funnier sometimes that way. But uh, anyway, the dad posted something on on Facebook. Are you freaking kidding me? We build a completely awesome box castle in our front yard for our kids to play in, and we get a notice from the code enforcement. Quote, waste materials are junk, it says. What about totally awesome fun zone? What a joke. Nice that dad took time to build that fort and took, took time away from his Mensa meeting to <laughs> well, do so. I'm not paying $25 to dispute it, although I'm very tempted just on principle. So guess we'll have to wait 14 days and then take it down. What a killjoy. They'll be definitely getting a letter with my thoughts on the matter. whoop de doo Well, yeah, little Timmy, your son, can also learn a lesson from this, that this is called the law. Right. You don't have to like it, but right. you do have to comply with it. <clears throat> Uh, just like your neighbors do. Okay, well, that brings me then quickly. We just have just a few more minutes here. We do. About the law of the pet licenses. So now you have just said to me, too bad, it's the law. And recently, the pet licensing people in King County started canvassing neighborhoods to see if... uh, This got people all riled up on Facebook and on the news to see if pets had licenses. How do you feel about that? That's a law. Yeah. Are your dogs licensed? Nope. Nope. But it's the law. No, I don't well <laughs> No, I do care. But I mean it's just it to me it's in it's not applicable to me because our dogs uh we you know, we live in a rural area. Our dogs never leave our property. They're indoor Doesn't dogs matter. for the most part. Doesn't well, matter. Well it it does to me and it's just your dog needs pointless. You, see, but see you're 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 I ain't doing it. You're t- I know, but you're just completely argued with what you just said five seconds ago with the law is the law. Too bad if it inconveniences you. I, my dogs have uh, little uh, 
Microchips tags don't on, count. Might have microchips. They have tags Doesn't on them to matter. tell you where, where, what their name is, where they're from, their address, their phone know, number. We that's all, all that a license does anyway. I know. That's what I'm saying is that we, we all know that, that it's just to collect fees, 30 bucks a is. year. Sure. And, and they claim that it's, you know, if your pet gets lost so we can help find them. That's not a valid argument anymore so a lot of people are like you saying this is ridiculous i'm not giving them 30 well i don't even think it's ridiculous i just don't give it any thought it never occurred to me to get a license for my dog because of how we have our pets and where we have them well i don't have a license for quince oh boy they're coming for you (laughs) well you live in king county that's your your problem yeah you also have to put up with that silly recycling stuff and all that that comes with that but it's the seattle area i should say it's the law yeah well out where we live uh you know People carry, uh, they worry, carry guns, you know. Uh, People have guns around here. What are yeah, you but, saying? But we actually have holsters, and we show, you know, like two-gun holsters and stuff. Like, we wear cowboy hats out where I live. Really? Yeah. Do you, um, we, we, there are no cars. It's all horses. Do you chew tobacco? Yeah, I do a little of that. <laughs> you got a saloon I hit? That's rough out there. It I is. didn't know I was driving. Hey, you know what? I got to wrap this up. I got to get to a hangin'. We all love the cowboy. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.